Okay, everybody. Yeah, and just making sure um, everything is working here. Hopefully, you can hear me. Uh, but welcome to today's edition of Topics on My Mind for today, the 8th of October, 2020. Yes, I'm doing this a lot earlier than I did <laughs> uh, on, on uh, Tuesday due to the fact that I you know, didn't nap yet or anything. If I do nap, that's my decision, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got about six, not four, but six topics to discuss today. Um, it's been kind of a newsworthy week, I think, to quote um, Matt Brunet, uh, to uh, quote uh, Animat, Matt, if you will, and when he did his uh, cartoon crazy podcast, or I think that's what it's called. I do apologize if I didn't said that wrong, but anyway, yeah. So um, basically, excuse me. But yeah, uh, basically, we're here to uh, we have a few topics to discuss today. Um, if you will, various uh, topics. Actually, maybe I should start with some breaking news that I'm reading right now as I post this on Twitter. But this isn't one of the main topics we're going to talk about, but this is kind of breaking news. If you're looking forward to this uh, movie. But 11 seconds ago, um, uh, Pixar, 11 minutes ago, actually, just reported that the movie Soul will be streaming exclusively on Disney Plus on December 25th, which is Christmas Day. Now, uh, originally, Soul was supposed to be in theaters come November, but now Disney is taking the other route that they did with Onward, and they're saying, hey, we don't know when we're going to get this out there because we don't know about the theaters and the future and all that, so let's just Put it out on streaming and be done with it and see what happens. Um, yeah, I know some people may say that's not a good idea, but you know what? It is indeed, I guess you could say, a fair trade as one Alex-Hex, hashtag actual autistic kelp, uh, Alexander Kelp, that is, uh, said on Twitter. But yeah, it is uh, It is kind of an interesting trade. Don't Don't get me wrong. Oh, it is kind of cool that we are getting um, that uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, I, I guess basically if you think about it, Disney's like, look, Disney's just one of those people that are like, look, you know, we don't know what's going on uh, with, uh, you know, none of us know what's going on actually um, with the uh, with the theaters. We don't know if they're going to uh, we don't know when they're going to reopen. We don't know what the status is. Um, so I, I guess this is a good trade-off. And I know John Campa is going to uh, John Campa is going to talk about this tomorrow if he hasn't talked about it already. But yeah, it is a it is it is an interesting trade-off. Don't get me wrong about that because uh, when you really think about it, you know, Soul wasn't really promoted that well. 
Um, I don't think I don't know. I don't know if this whole situation with the pandemic, if it would lessen and it would get more promoted. But again, I think Disney's just like they're just like screw it. You know, we're going to make money back either way. So, you know, why not just put it out there right now and be done with it? And uh, I know Clown, I know uh, Neon and Geeky Sparkles are going to talk about this, and they may admit it's a good thing, and, you know, and see what happens from there. And that does kind of play into one of my topics I'll be talking about later on. But, uh, yeah, Soul basically is going to be coming to Pixar. Uh, Pixar's uh, Soul is actually going to be heading to uh disney plus on christmas day so i guess it is a, a good trade-off uh, if you will I, I like i said i guess it is a, a good trade-off so and now we got some other big news as well Uh, this would be interesting. I wonder what Linkara Lewis Lovehog will say about this. Uh, apparently, Captain America is going to be called U.S. Agent Number One now. Yeah, so that's how Marvel uh, just uh, brought that up. So I'm going to retweet that to uh, Linkara and uh, see what he has to say about that. But yeah, apparently he's. Uh, I guess Captain America is now going to be known as uh, U.S. Agent One or, or something. So, uh, really interesting to see that they're going in that uh, that direction, actually, um, if you will. Uh, but anyway, besides that, let's uh, let's get some topics going here, shall we? Let's talk about some topics, and I will bring those up here in a moment. The topics we're going to talk about today are Wednesdays, yesterday, depending on when you listen to this or watch or listen to this. But Wednesday, yesterday's vice presidential debate, and we'll talk about who probably won that. Uh, a lot of people have their opinions. Number two, and I got to add the word here. Uh, Michigan governor, uh, her name is Whitmore, I think, or Whitman, avoids kidnapping, avoids attempted kidnapping uh, that apparently was going to, apparently was uh, basically... The second topic we're going to talk about about uh, talk about after talking about the vice presidential debate, uh, the Michigan governor avoids attempted kidnapping. Apparently, there was a, a, a an attempt, a planned out attempt to kidnap uh, the the governor of Michigan, uh, and I guess from what we're understanding, what hold her until after election day. Uh, uh, Whitmer or Whitmer. Uh, something like that. Let me hold on. Let me check something. Marvin Franks, Harrison Caserta. In there, the FBI thwarted a militia plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. That's what it is. Gretchen Whitmer. So, yeah, 
Um, she avoided kidnapping, um, I guess, uh, over the weekend or over the past few days or something like that from her, from one of her um, cabins, if you will, that she goes to for vacation with her family. So we're going to talk about that, touch upon that a little bit. Then number three, we're going to talk about is video is VOD, video on demand, and PVOD, premium video on demand, the last result for the big budget movies if most I forgot to put uh, so if most of the major cinema chains aren't fully open, we'll talk about that and how that ties into what I just I talked about at the beginning here. Number four, we'll talk about is the media telling the full truth on the poll numbers and the number of virus cases. We'll get into that. Uh, number five, we'll talk about and discuss should retail giants null and void the no, the no hiring, I should say there, the no hiring uh, policy for employees fired over petty theft. And I'm going to talk about that from personal experience because I think, honestly, you know, I well, I have my opinions. I'll let you know about that. And then number six, finally, we'll close out by asking the question, why do people collect movies, comics, toy figures, etc., if they don't have time to watch, read, or even display them? So we'll talk about that um, as well. Well, I'm here on today's topics on my mind. And yes, you will also be hearing this on uh, the podcast at the various podcast locations where you can find B.W. Rose's discussions. It will be on there as well. The places where you can find that, of course, are Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Breaker, um, uh, Overcast, uh, various places, you know, Radio Public, Player.fm, various places where you can listen to your favorite podcast. You'll find B.W. Rose's discussions as well. So, yeah, got a lot to uh, cover here. And um, so, yeah, we got a lot to talk about here. So let's not waste any time as I put in some tags here for a second to kind of get people to look this up when they get a chance. Uh, let's see. Hold on for a sec. Make sure I get everything in here. One more. And there we go. So right now, let's start off by talking about our first topic, which is Wednesday, last night's, um, depending on when you hear this, but Wednesday's, the October 7th, vice presidential debate, and basically, 
who won that debate? And quite honestly, a lot of people have their opinion on who they believe won the the debate. Some feel uh, Kamala Harris won. Some feel Mike Pence won. And I'll tell you, honestly, if I'm going to be real with you guys, I'm going to be real. Uh, it's not just Fox News that's pointed this out. There's a lot of news outlets, even those that support Harris and Biden, that have kind of basically noticed that Pence, well, depending on how they word it or they report it, basically won last night over Harris. Uh, a lot of news media outlets, depending whether it's Fox, CBS, ABC, or whoever, Bloomberg, Yahoo Financing, uh, whoever, local news, whatever you want to call it, online news, uh, a lot of them are saying that um, Pence beat beat Harris. Some may word it, like I say, in a way that maybe um, makes it sound like, you know, Pence barely beat Harris. But they, but initially, there's a lot of outlets out there, media outlets, whether you believe what they say or not, that are saying that he beat her by basically, you know, answering questions and basically exposing her or catching her in, exposing her for who she is and catching her in a lot of lies. You know, Fox News has even provided uh, a lot of um, footage that they've gathered, a lot of archival news footage. Uh, throughout uh, the year uh, from when she was attempting to run for president to even before that and in between where she would say something else, but then she would contradict herself and say the opposite. So, yeah, apparently a lot of people from Fox News to various other news media outlets like CBS, ABC, um, Bloomberg, Yahoo, here on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you name it, you know, USA Today, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them may still favor her and Biden to win and may support it. But a lot of them are acknowledging that it did look like Pence kind of, you know, made her look bad, kind of humiliated her in a sense when it came to the debate, because they did all acknowledge in their own way that she was kind of avoiding uh, certain questions. She was trying to walk around certain questions and stuff, you know, so she wouldn't answer them. So she wouldn't have to give a straight answer. And Pence basically was catching her at every corner. And the moderator, you know, apparently, uh, depending on how you view, how she's viewed by people, apparently seemed to kind of let, you know, Harris in the eyes of a lot of people, even those, even the media that, like I said, supports Harris and Biden, it seems that the moderator to them, to everybody, even those watching like myself and my own family, was letting Harris slide when she was avoiding these answers. So, and for anybody watch, listening on the podcast, I'm drinking a Coca-Cola here, so that's why I paused for a second. But like I said... It seemed to, in the eyes of a lot of people, various news outlets all around, even those that, that, like I say, support Biden and Harris or seem to, or be called out to, if you will, uh, notice that. And they have to reluctantly, in a sense, agree that, yeah, it did seem like Harris wasn't, um, you know, you know, wasn't herself. Like, 
she was basically not she was basically caught off guard like the only reason she smirked a lot is because it's the only way she could acknowledge yeah uh, you know i didn't like yeah i don't i didn't like him saying that i didn't like him pointing that out i, I don't like him saying that that's not what i wanted to have said i didn't want people to know about that so yeah that's basically why she was smirking in the eyes of a lot of people the fact that she was smirking because she didn't like the fact that pence was exposing her you know for the lies that she she was uh, saying and so yeah you know a lot of people a majority of people will say you know even those that do support biden and harris will say that it seemed like pence um you know, outdid uh, Harris last night, excuse me there, last night on Wednesday night, you know, that he outdid her. He, he basically made her look bad. Now I'm not going to, now here's the thing. I'm not going to take away the fact that uh, there are some Pence and Harris supporters out there that, you know, basically um, I'm not going to say the exact same thing about Harris, that Harris is the one that made Pence look bad that Harris was the one that walked all over him because there are groups of people and even some media outlets that will kind of point that out, that will kind of try to turn turn it around and say it was Harris that humiliated Pence. You know, you know, uh, the, the other, you know, so, you know, so you're going to have a mix, so you're going to have a back and forth debate there, you know, of who people and what uh, basically what I'm trying to say is you're going to have a debate there of who do they of who the news media and who do the people the supporters think outshined who and again even though there are some that will say Harris outshined Pence a majority of the people even the Harris Biden supporters some of them will agree that it looked like Pence outshined her now I guess to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, and even the even the news media was catching up on this. And my mom pointed this out to me. She called me into the living room uh, when she saw this. Uh, if there was any kind of moment to kind of lighten things up, and I'm surprised. You know, I'm surprised Harris. To be honest with you, didn't take advantage of this. If she did, that nobody's uh, shown it. But there was a moment when a fly landed on the uh, head of Vice President Pence. And uh, a lot of people have been making a meme about that and joking about that. Uh, but besides that, you know, it didn't bother Pence. It, you know, Pence didn't even acknowledge it, if you will. You know, Pence didn't even acknowledge it. And, you know, he just kept trucking on, as some people would say. He just kept moving on, trucking on and. And knowing Pence, according to a lot of people, knowing Pence, he may make light of the fact, if not already today in Nevada and Arizona, he may make light of the fact that he had a fly in his head, on his head. So, you know, he may make light of that as well. Who knows? Uh, but again, a lot. But again, getting back to the debate, uh, a lot of people would say, even like I said, even those that support Biden and Harris would say Pence kind of won last night because he was basically calling um, Harris out, Harris and Biden out, uh, for the hypocrisy, for basically con uh, con contradicting themselves and going back on what they had said previously in the months prior, if not in the year prior.
And, and I don't know if that's going to help out or not. You know, like I said in the last podcast, uh, basically you had someone on the Trump administration, or at least on the political side of things, when it comes to this election, saying that they don't take anything uh, a source like CNN says seriously because CNN is more tabloid than it's ever been. It's more fake than it's ever, you know, ever been before. So, again, and, and the fact that they said that their polls, their um, uh, insight shows the president basically about even with Biden. So, you know, again, that's and that's going to tie into another topic I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, you know, um, you know, it, it seemed uh, to a lot of people. Like I said, even those that support Harris and Biden, that Pence won. Because you can only imagine how some of these uh, Harris and Biden supporters must feel when they're hearing Kamala Harris and even Joe Biden say one thing, but they can clearly recall in every news outlet that wants to be respected and wants to tell the truth is pointing this out and saying, wait a minute. Didn't she say something else before? Didn't he say something else before? Now, to be fair, excuse me, to be fair, they also said that Pence, just like Trump, was dodging bullets as well, was trying to walk around certain questions as well during the, the debate last night. And, and uh, basically, you know, I don't know what questions those could have been. You know, I don't know what, you know, you know, what, what the, like I said, I don't know what those kind of questions were that he was dodging or trying to walk around. But sooner or later, the truth has got to come out. You know, I'm going to put it this way. Whatever vice presidential and presidential candidate uh, slips up, the other is going to take advantage of and win. And right now, both support and and right now, you have both supporting sides saying that one is slipping up over the other. You know, you have the Biden Harris supporters saying that the Trump, that Trump and Pence have slipped up, and that's a clear path for Biden to win. Uh, you know, the Trump supporter, the Trump Pence supporters are saying, nope, it's Biden and Harris that have slipped up. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of like I'm, I'm looking at it this way, and I think it's even. I'm I'm looking at it this way after last night, after the debate last night. Depending on how you view it and how you view who dominated, who won, who humiliated who, um, I have to say that the polls are about even. I have to say that depending on whatever polls you believe, that I believe in my mind are about even. And just like every election, election nights, election day and night is going to be the determining factor. That's what it's going to be. But here's what's interesting about this debate. You know, putting aside who you believe won, because like I said, there are a lot of people, even some Pence, even some Biden and Harris supporters and outlets, news outlets that support them as well, that kind of acknowledge that Pence won last night, 
while others acknowledged Harris won last night. Um, what's interesting about this is you have various news outlets already, you know, on you know, you know, out there like Fox News, Fox Business. Um, I'm sure various others like CBS, various parts of the CBS news and uh, news uh, news team. Same with ABC, ABC News and CBS News. Uh, yeah, CBS, uh, not CBS. I just said CBS, did I? <laughs> I mean, ABC, NBC, and even, again, back to CBS News. The, there's no doubt the various members of those news teams have basically all said the same thing, including various members of the CNN news team and the C-SPAN news team and all them have, there's various members there that kind of, have all acknowledged the same thing. And, you know, I knew, I had a feeling this was finally going to be pointed out because, you know, it makes you think, why would Biden, with all due respect, with all due respect, no offense taken when I say this, but why would Biden choose somebody that dropped out of the presidential race way earlier, um, way, you know, or, you know, way earlier before? Why did they give up their chance? You know, makes you wonder, right? And the reason I bring this up, it's kind of like I said, Fox News, Fox Business, various members of different news media outlets from CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, C-SPAN, you know, Bloomberg, Yahoo, YouTube, you name it, um, have all basically come out and uh, said that what we saw last night with Harris wasn't somebody that was trying to solidify her position as the possible next vice president of the United States, but she was solidifying her position as the next president. Because you have a lot, like I said, every news outlet that I just mentioned and certain members of it, even certain members of the news outlets that support Biden and Harris, pointed out that it seemed that Harris was more so trying to convince the people to vote for her as president than for Joe Biden, who is the guy that picked her to be his running mate, his VP possibly, that is running for president. And a lot of people pointed this out. And, you know, they said that you realize I think, what was it, one guy's name was, uh, what was the guy's name, Tucker on Fox, and another lady, uh, you know, that did a late night one, she said basically, you know, they basically pointed out the same thing, that that Harris is the one that's going to be the president, that Biden, despite him being the central point for the Democrats' chance at winning the presidency, it's going to be back to what he was when he was at the side of Barack Obama. He's going to be the VP, even though he's supposed to be the commander in chief. So, yeah, already you have news media outlets seeing through the poss- seeing through this this plan, this possibility of what could happen, because you know Harris is younger by at least twenty something years. They said, so it would. To them, it's only logical that the reason Biden would choose her or at least be convinced to choose her 
And so that she'll be the one within a short amount of time in their eyes to succeed, usurp Biden as president. In other words, basically, they're calling, they're basically pointing out that this is all part in an elaborate, this is all part of a masterful, elaborate plan to get Harrison as the first woman president because they couldn't get the job done with Hillary Clinton. And, and you know, here's the thing. They might have a point. They might have a point. You know, and, but, but here's where I think that may not be the case, though, at first, should Biden and Harris win. Because I think what's going to happen is just like, just like with Ajit Pai and the whole FCC deal and what, you know, everybody worried about there, you know, the whole situation there, I see something similar here. I see that the moment Biden and Pence, I mean, not Pence, but Biden and Harris are elected, if that happens and they're sworn in at the beginning of the year or around the first month, around the first or second month of the year, excuse me, um, I guarantee you the, that the Democrats, if they have any majority of control, you know, in Washington, they're not going to play their hands just yet. Because you see, that's what a lot of people, Democratic supporters that support Trump, believe it or not, and Republican and liberal and independent supporters who support Trump and their candidates, you know, they basically... They, they, they're basically they're worried about where this country could be heading, you know, if Harris and Biden win. And like I said, and like I mentioned, I, the, you know, the Democrats, they're not stupid. They realize that people are going to have a, a watchful eye on them. The whole country, if not the whole world, is going to have a watchful, watchful eye on them, you know, to see whether or not they're going to make decisions that are going to hurt the economy if not probably in the long run, hurt the world and other countries, countries around it. So here's what I believe could happen. Like I said, just like with this whole Ajit Pai and the FCC, you know, giving up, you know, control to the FTC and da, 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 and all that and how people felt about that and what they felt could happen. You notice that nothing has really occurred just yet. But a lot of people are saying that, but a lot of people are saying, don't worry, it's going to happen in time. In time, it's going to occur. In time, this will happen. And, you know, some people might say, oh, if you look at how sometimes your Internet acts up or this happens or that happens, those are just signs of what's to come. Well, to compare that to what's you know, people worry about with the Democrats and Biden and Harris, they're not going to be playing their hands just yet. They're going to be careful. They're going to be diligent and careful about how they, you know, cross certain lines or what decisions they will make that they promise to make and uphold if they do, should Biden and Harris win. In other words, they're going to be very, very sneaky about it. They're going to try to be very, very sneaky about it and low profile about it uh, to the point that when you least expect something to happen, that you think, okay, maybe they forgot about it and now it's off the table. That's when it will happen. Basically, they're going to bide their time over the next several years. 
like for as for example, like I, I mean, for example, like I just mentioned, and you know, all these news media outlets, even those that support Harris and Biden, you know, have acknowledged that it looks like it's Harris that's running for president more than Biden, and that it looks like the reason Harris has been elected or been selected to be the running mate to be potentially vice president is all part of some elaborate plan and scheme to finally get a woman president in there because they failed with Hillary Clinton. And if that's the case, then the Democrats, mostly people like Nancy Pelosi, realize that if that gets stuck in people's minds, you know, that they got to be careful. They got to be careful about how they approach that. You know, they got to basically take their time because Believe it or not, I said this already, Biden, if he wins, he might surprise us. And Biden, who knows, he may catch on and say, wait a minute, why are you impeaching me? There's nothing wrong with me. I've actually done a better job. And those that thought I was going to do a bad job as president are actually turning around and saying, hey, maybe he's not that bad after all. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, God will have a reason for Biden being in there to the point that he'll catch on to what's going on and say, hey, wait a minute. Are you did, did you just have me selected to be my vice president so she could get me out and you can get a woman president? You know, you never know. You never know. So sorry, but I had to do that. But like I said, you never know. You never know. It, it, that could be, this could be all part of an elaborate plan. And if Biden gets elected, who's to say he won't see through it? Again, we all have to just be curious about that because, like I said, a lot of places now, a lot of news media outlets are uh, basically, even those, like I said, that are supporting Biden and Harris, are catching on to the whole wait a minute. Is this more about Harris possibly becoming president than it is Biden, the one who is running for president? You know, basically what's happening is a lot of people, even those that a lot of people in news media, like I said, I know I'm repeating myself here, that support Biden, Biden and Harris are now, after last night, are kind of seeing through, thanks to Mike Pence and in the eyes of a lot of people, they're now starting to see through possibly what's the real, the real reason why Harris is here, why Biden chose Harris. They're starting to kind of piece, they're starting to, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together and realize, wait a minute, this is more, this election is not about Biden getting in. It's more about Harris getting in. And again, they're starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together and they're starting to connect the dots. And sooner or later, they're going to find out maybe that a certain someone in the House suggested that Biden, suggested that Biden pick Harris as his VP because it's the that's the next step they need, or that's just like the, you know, final nail in the coffin that they need, need to, or the final piece of the puzzle they need to accomplish the goal to get what they wanted, aren't they, from four years ago? That's that the Harris is basically the last piece of the puzzle. And again, when you have major news outlets like Fox, and various members of other news outlets out there that seemingly are against Trump pointing this out as well, that doesn't make Biden and Harris look good. You know, especially when they're caught in, especially when you have news media outlets 
you know, showing archival footage of them saying one thing opposed to what they say now. So, again, though, as far as last night goes, um, I'm, I, I can't really say, honestly. I mean, I would say Pence. I would say Pence since, you know, obviously a lot of people are starting to see the truth about what's really going on with this whole Biden-Harris campaign. But, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say because you know what? I'm just one of many. I'm just one of millions among billions of people here in the United States that, you know, have an opinion, you know, and if a majority of people feel Pence, even those that support Biden and Harris feels Pence as of last night, kind of was, you know, kind of won, you know, this second part of the war, the second part of the battle, then, you know, but, you know, then that's their opinion. You know, and if people feel the same way of Harris doing the exact same thing to Pence, again, that's their opinion. So what's basically the deciding factor is going to be in a couple of weeks, either next week or in a couple of weeks with the last uh, debate. And however that occurs, however that happens, it's going to be up in the air. But I can tell you this from experience. When people go to the poll on Election Day. That's when the real truth is going to come out. That's when the real support is going to be revealed. And, you know, everybody thought, remember this. we got to remember this. Everybody thought Trump was down and out in 2016 to Hillary Clinton. But come election day and election night, what happened? Exactly. People showed up in droves to support him, to show their support to have him elected over Hillary. So... It's going to be uh, an interesting next few. It's, the next few weeks are going to be uh, extremely interesting, if you know what I mean. But yeah, as far as who won last night, um, again, I'm just one of billions of Americans that have an opinion. But so that's all I'm going to say on it. That's all I'm going to say. But I know if my family was to listen in on this. If my mom was here uh, listening to me record this podcast, you know, I would, out of respect, you know, for, for her, out of love and respect for her, I would say Pence won last night. But again, that's just my opinion. So, you know, just my opinion out of billions. So, again, we'll just have to watch and see what occurs over the next few weeks. All right. So next up, we're going to go to our second topic now. And this is really interesting. Just found out about this today. The Michigan governor, Whitmer, the governor Whitmer, avoided an attempted kidnapping uh, this past week, or not this past weekend, or yesterday, actually, from what it sounds like, uh, by six individuals. Now, I don't know much about the details, but all I could say is, look, this Michigan governor may not be on the most on the list of most popular or likable people um, in power across the country, but you know, you know, even though she's not likable or popular in the eyes of a lot of people, it that doesn't account. That doesn't mean, or that's not an excuse, I should say, to want to kidnap her and hold her hostage until after election day 
and then what release her i mean when we, what was the plan? What were these six guys planning to do? Kidnap her, hold her hostage till after the election day, and then release her with them kind of giving her a warning or let giving her a warning that if she doesn't, you know, shape up or she do what they say, they're going to do it again. You know, next time could be worse. I don't know. I mean, again, it's one thing not to like somebody for some of the decisions they make. And this Michigan governor has made a lot of decisions you know, that are very unpopular in the eyes of a lot of people in that state of Michigan. You know, it's one thing not to like her for that and wanting to see her out of power, but it's another to basically put her life in danger because you don't agree with it. That's not what you do. What you do if you don't want her in power, if you feel like she hasn't done a good job in the 20 plus months that she's been in power, then you know what you do? You do what the people here in California are doing. You do what the people in Wisconsin are attempting to do in various other states, and that you get a recall petition. Um, you get a recall petition go out, you know, out there. You get a recall petition up and going and out to the people to sign, so that if it gets on the, so if it gets enough signatures to go on the ballot, then you have a chance to get what you want without anybody being harmed, and that's the governor out of power because you believe he or she is not doing a good job. I mean, here in California, I don't know if it's still going on. It seems like it is. The recall Gavin Newsom deal seems to be picking up speed. So who's to say come November 3rd, you know, it won't be on the ballot to the point that a lot of people could potentially check it off and say, Hey, we don't want this guy in office anymore because he's not doing a good job. He's not doing what's right for the state. So, so, yeah, to me, there are other ways to address the situation. You know, there are other ways to address the situation. You know, one of them is not, and I repeat, one of them is not trying to threaten somebody's life by kidnapping them and holding them hostage until after Election Day and then God do, God know, then doing God knows what to them, either releasing them or doing something worse. So... Again, you may not like certain people that are in power, but that's still no excuse. That's still no excuse to wanting, you know, to wanting to kidnap them and put them and maybe the family in danger. You know, that's no excuse. And I don't know. I don't know if this is going to. You know, I doubt, honestly, it's going to change her decision or outlook on a lot of things. But it may. But it may, honestly, if not, it has will open her eyes and make her realize, okay, I got to be careful with what I say and I got to be careful with some of the decisions I make final because it could come back to bite me. You know, so she may be careful. The one thing she could learn from this to possibly prevent this from happening ever again, not just to her, but to anybody, is to basically be careful about how she words things and maybe be careful about some of the decisions she decides to make, especially when it comes to this pandemic. Um, I, now, I'm not saying that's what the kidnapping was a was a center around or the attempted kidnapping. But, yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I, what, what I'm trying to say is, you know, we, we may never know. You know, well, we may know eventually, but again, again, like I said before, there are other ways to address the situation with a governor, 
with a leader and with a government leader. And especially if they're the ones in charge of your state. And one of those ways is basically to probably uh, create a recall petition like Wisconsin, like the state, like here in California and the state of Wisconsin are doing. And along with other states who don't want the governors in power anymore because they feel they're not doing the job they need to do. So, again, you know, like I said, it's it's one thing, you know, to not like somebody for for what they did, but you know, it's another to not like them and then but try to, you know, threaten their lives because hey, they're not doing things the way you want them to do. You know, you don't go down that path. You don't go down that path. You do. You go through the right channels. And the right channels, if you don't want, you know, someone like Whitmer in office, the right channels is to go basically and is to go and try to create a petition to try to get her out. That's what you do. And again, I don't know if maybe the kidnapping was to deal was I don't know if the attempted kidnapping was uh, was, you know, uh, was to do, you know, was done was was done because, you know, people are sick and t- because these six individuals feel she's not doing a good job when it comes to the pandemic, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that, you know, when you go through something like this, whether you're a high official or not, it's going to open your eyes. And it's going to make you realize, hey, you got to be careful about the words you choose to say. And you got to be careful about the decisions you make, because it may come back to bite you. And it almost came back to bite her, you know, tragically, maybe. We don't know. So... You know, so thank God, you know, she's all right, depending on whether you like her or you don't. But but all I could say, again, is if you don't like somebody that's in power and you feel like they failed you as a leader, then just do a recall. Just attempt to get a recall uh, done and put onto the ballot and then go from there. You know, you know, like I said, that's what they're doing here in California with Gavin Newsom or attempting to do. That's what they're attempting to do. Um, in Wisconsin, and I'm sure they're attempting to do that in other democratically run states uh, as well, like New York and a few others, maybe Texas. You know, that's what they're attempting to do there because of the fact that they don't like the way the governors are running the states. So, uh, again, it's just a, it's just a matter of opinion. It's just a matter of uh, an opinion. But like I said, you don't take matters into your own hands by trying to endanger somebody's life along with her family because you don't like the way she's doing things. That's not how you do it. That's not the right way to do it. So thank the Lord. Uh, Whitmer is okay. Hey, and uh, hopefully maybe, maybe what this is is a wake up call for her. Maybe, you know, maybe this is a wake up call for her and, She's going to realize and maybe she'll start thinking, hey, I got to be careful about the words I I choose. I choose when it comes to discussing and talking about this pandemic, you know, and what can and cannot open or what can and can be modified while opening or whatever. You know, she's got to be careful about what words she says and what decisions she makes, because, you know, the next time who's to say it won't be worse. And the same goes for any of the governors. You know, even Newsom here in California, the governor in Wisconsin and the other governors that are probably having petitions wrote up and hopefully wrote up and signed and possibly put onto ballots to get them out of office. You know, they got to be careful about what they say, the words they choose, and they got to be careful 
about the decisions they make, especially when it comes to this pandemic, because they got to realize not a lot of people like mostly being locked up or being without work. You know, even though financially they may be okay, they don't like being without work or being locked up because, you know, certain governors are afraid of this virus and they don't realize, oh, hey, we have things like this, a mask that if we can't be six feet away from somebody, we can wear. So, but so, yeah, it's just one of those situations where, you know, you may not like her, but thank the Lord. You know, she's safe and sound. And perhaps this is the wake up call. And maybe the maybe God made and maybe this is going to be the wake up call. God is going to has given her to make her realize, hey, you know, you're making some bad decisions. You're making you're using some bad choice of words. Maybe you need to rethink what you say and what you what you say when it comes to this pandemic and what you decide. So. Um, it's going to be so, yeah, again, thankfully, she's all right. And uh, but again, there's other ways of going about this instead of trying to threaten somebody's life. That, that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it in, in closing. All right. So we're going to get on to our next topic here and I'll be right back. Okay, guys, I'm back. Sorry about that, dude. Get another drink. All right. So on our third topic here, let's talk about this. Is VOD, Video On Demand, and PVOD, Premium Video On Demand, the last resort for the big budget movies if most of the major cinema chains aren't fully open. Now, the reason I bring that up, and it does tie into what I talked about at the beginning with Soul being announced about, what was it, you know, 30 minutes ago, um, but then, you know, being announced that it's going to head extremely to, uh, it's going to head, ex- you know, ex- not extremely, but exclusively, exclusively uh, to Disney Plus, uh, this Christmas, on Christmas Day, actually, and hold on, I'll be right back. Just checking something, guys. But anyway, like I said, number three is, again, rereading the uh, topic question, is VOD, Video On Demand, and PVOD, Premium Video On Demand, the last resort for the big budget movies um, if most of the major cinema chains aren't fully open. And like I said, it ties, this does tie into the first thing I talked about today, the breaking news uh, by Pixar, that the Disney Pixar film 
soul is going to be skipping theaters and heading exclusively to Disney Plus streaming on Christmas Day. Excuse me. Um, and this is a very good question because, um, like I mentioned in the last topics on my mind this past Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, basically, yeah, it was on Tuesday. <laughs> what am I talking? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Uh, but basically, like I mentioned there, and I talked about there, uh, Regal Theaters has decided that as of today, if not next week, it's going to be temporarily closing down all its uh, theaters because there aren't any new major movies coming out. And a lot of people were wondering if perhaps, and then I asked the question, would AMC and other theaters like them be, follow, you know, be next? Well, apparently AMC made the announcement along with Cinemark uh, who I thought was part of Cineworld, who owns Regal, but they're not. Uh, but AMC and Cinemark made the decision that they're not going to close down. Now, John Campa, uh, John Campy this morning on his show, or yesterday, I should say, on his show, uh, talked about the fact that, you know, this was both a bad and good idea. He said it's a bad idea because of what's going on right now and how you're going to make any business or any revenue if not many people want to come to the theaters. But then he also said it's a, but when he looked on the good side of things, when he looked at it as a good thing, it's a good idea. He said it's a good idea for AMC to remain open because it's harder and more financially stressful to reopen after being shut down for a time or for a period than it is to remain open. He also looked at the fact that with Regal closing down temporarily, at least until the beginning of next year, it opens the doors for them to waltz right in and gather that revenue, gather that, you know, that income that, you know, Regal would have made off of tickets and popcorn and all that had they stayed open. And that might be true. You know, that might be true. However, again, however, though, when you look at it, it's like I said, you know, it's like I said on Tuesday, AMC and Regal are competitors. So AMC is looking at this as an opportunity to get more business. And, you know, same with Cinemark. However, what does this have to do with my topic uh, that I'm talking about right now about VOD and PVOD? Well, it's real simple what it has to do with it. You see, a lot of the big budget movies have been delayed until at least next year or even the year after. And a lot of people, according to some reports, are kind of getting more comfortable with watching some of these newer movies in the comfort of their own home. I mean, a majority of people now have these big 43-inch 40, to 50-inch to 60-inch to, heck, even 75-inch uh, 1080p to 4K and maybe even 8K uh, screens excuse me, that they have 
uh, displayed that they have hanging on displayed and hanging on the walls or they have, you know, standing on the entertainment center. You know, they have these big old screens that basically feel like a theater screen and with the right surround sound that they may have as well, you know, to them, who needs the theaters, right? You know, who needs the theaters? So the question is, again, is VOD video on demand and PVOD, premium video on demand, the last resort uh, for the big budget movies if most of the major cinema chains aren't fully open? And I have to say it is. You know, nobody thought Mulan would go down the route that it did, but Disney's like, you know what? We have some theater chains that are open that will take it. We have some international chains that will take it theatrically. But here in the States... You know, with a few, like I said, with a few theatrical uh, openings here and there, you know, we have no, what other choice do we have? Because, you know, they don't know how long it's going to be until everything's fully reopened. So what did they, so what did Disney do? Disney decided, you know what? Why don't we just put it on Disney Plus? Why don't we add the adjective that you got to pay for it? Basically, you know, pay for it. You know, basically pay the same price you would if it was on 4K, if it was released on 4K Ultra Blu-ray. But then to sweeten the deal, once you pay for it, you get to watch it anytime. It doesn't go away. You know, so. Jeez, some more Coke there. Sorry about that. So. You know, Disney made that decision. They made that call that even though internationally they had theaters open, even though in some parts of the states they had theaters open, they realized, hey, that's still not enough to get, you know, this movie a lot of attention. So you know what? Screw it. Let's put it on to Disney Plus. Let's make it a premium. Let's test something out by making it a premium release to where people have to pay basically the same amount as paying for it when it comes out in 4K Ultra Blu-ray. But sweeten the deal by saying that once they pay for it, it's theirs. They can watch it anytime. So, so again, and everybody, and think about it this way, everybody looked at Mulan as being a big budget movie for this year. Being on the same, maybe not on the same levels, but being in the same category as a Wonder Woman 84, a Black Widow, you know, an Eternals, if you will. You know, she Mulan was kind of put into that category. So, you know, so who's to say that if theaters aren't fully open by at least next year, who's to say other studios like Warner Brothers and Disney? And what I'm trying to say is who's to say other studios like, you know, along with Disney, I should say, other studios along with Disney and Universal, who's to say they won't take the same route? Who's to say Warner Brothers won't do it? Who's to say Sony won't do it? Who's to say, you know, some of these independent, major independent studios won't do it? You know, you know, you could say that Wonder Woman 84 will not go to VOD. You could say it's not going to go to premium VOD. But if theaters are not fully open by the time it comes out or it's scheduled to come out, and hopefully they will be, but if they're not, then Warner Brothers is going to be like, look, they've got to make the decision that and what I'm trying to say is Warner Brothers has got to be Warner Brothers has got to make that decision and be like, you know what? We've delayed this long enough. Screw delaying it anymore. 
Let's put it on HBO Max and let's take a page out of Disney's book and make it a premium VOD where people have to pay for it. And they could do that. I mean, look, the remake of the Witches movie, the Witches movie, okay, with uh, with uh, Octavia Spencer and uh, what's her name? Hold on, let me let me check. Here it is, Octavia Spencer, and um, what's the name? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. You know, the witches was supposed to originally go into theaters this holiday season, right? Now it's still going to go into theaters. Some that are open, AMC may get it because they're open. Um. You know, some Cinemark ones may get it because they're open and some independents may get it and some drive-ins may get it and internationally theaters are going to get it. But its main premiere, its main main debut uh, destination is HBO Max. And it was, and Witches was supposed to be a holiday movie, a big, a semi-big budget holiday movie. And now... And now it's reduced to video on demand. You know, a majority, you know, here in the States, it's reduced to video on demand. So I know, I know witches is not in the same category as Wonder Woman 84 when it comes to, you know, anticipation of a movie coming out. But who's to say, who's to say, ladies and gentlemen, that if theaters are not fully opened by next year, you know, by the time Wonder Woman 84 is scheduled to come out, who's to say the Warner execs won't be like, screw it. Let's just put it on HBO Max. And you know what? You know, to make the money back act that we could have made at the theaters, let's, uh, you know, let's, you know, put a premium price on it like Disney did with Mulan. And you know what? That could happen. They can make that decision happen. The same with Black Widow. Disney could say, you know what? We've waited long enough. Let's just put it on VOD or PVOD. Do the same thing we did with Mulan. Charge 30 bucks for it. But the catch is people could still watch it anytime they want, even after they paid that 30 bucks. Who's to say they won't do that? Who's to say? Who's to say, guys? Who's to say? I mean... I'm not saying it's going to happen. Hopefully theaters will be at a semi-fully operational capacity by next year that will enable them to do this. But who's to say it won't happen? Who's to say it won't happen? Because when you think about it, when you really, really think about it, some studios may have no other choice. Sony, I don't know if they've had to push back the the Ghostbusters movie that they had planned for this year? Well, obviously they did, but I don't know if they had to push it back, not just to next year, but further. Who's to say Sony won't be like, screw it. We don't know if theaters are going to be fully open to capacity or semi-capacity by next year. Let's just put Ghostbusters Aftermath. I think that's what it's called. Ghostbusters 3, if you will. Let's put that on VOD. 
Just put on VOD. You know, and they could take a page out of what Universal did with Trolls World Tour. Because what Universal did with Trolls World Tour is they had it in the theaters for a period. And then they took it out of theaters because of the pandemic. But instead of just saying, here, you can have the option of renting or buying it. They just said, screw it. We're going to let you rent it. We're going to put it on premium VOD. And, you can, and you'll have 48 hours to watch it. And that's what they did. That's what they did. And who's to say Sony won't do the same thing with Ghostbusters Aftermath if they feel theaters are not opened up to a semi-decent capacity for them to release it. And, you know, that, and that's the one thing people have to realize. I mean, I understand people like John Campa or John Campy or John Campa and others will say, well, theaters, everything will be okay come next year and theaters will be kind of decently reopened and da, 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 da. But they do have to realize that if some theaters are not clear to open and if they are, people would still be hesitant. If there's no vaccine, which we're hearing there may be or may not be, you know, by the ne- by next year or at the beginning of next year or whatever, who's to say people will want to go back to the theaters because of the fact that there's no vaccine yet? You see, that's the one thing that has to be hanging on the on the minds of a lot of the theaters theater owners. You know, who's to say theaters will not um, even if they reopen, who's to say people will want to go back? You can make all the modifications you want. You can put all the plastic barriers, plastic screen barriers, uh, you know, across the floor and across the walkway and all that. Fine, but who's to say, you know, people will still want to go back? They may not. They may not want to go back. You know what I'm saying? You know, they may not want to go back. They may be hesitant. You know, they may be like, uh-uh, you know, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not taking my chance. Oh, no, 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 I'm not taking a chance. I'm not taking a chance. I'm not going back to the new way. Uh-uh, no way. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking a chance. I mean, I mean who's to say, you know, the, again, they want to go back, even if things are okay. You know, who's to say they want to do that? They won't. So you got to look at it like this. Again, you got to look at it like this. You know, then, you know, company, you know, studios may have no other choice. You know, Paramount is planning to release two Hasbro movies next year, maybe three uh, next year. You know, one of them being the Snake Eyes movie, the which would be the start of the multi cinematic universe for Hasbro franchises. As well as they're planning to do a D&D movie, Dungeons and Dragons. As well as they're planning to release the My Little Pony movie, which is supposed to be the start of Generation 5. And who's to say Paramount won't be, along with Hasbro, won't be like, you know what? People aren't coming to the theaters that much anymore. Financially, you know, they could look at the numbers and realize, hey, theaters are open, but not many people are coming back because because there's no vaccine or they're afraid. You know, so what's the point of putting this in theaters? You know, they may decide to go to VOD or POV. Uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is they may decide to go the VOD or PVOD route 
uh, instead, you know, because nobody wants to go to the theaters. Only if they do, financially, it's not worth it's financially not worth the time for Paramount to say, you know, you know what, you know, to you know, it may not be worth the time. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, Paramount may look at that and be like, hey, it's not worth the time of distributing this out to theaters. If financially, we're not going to make some money back the way we're believing we can. You know, you think they want to put out a big budget Snake Eyes GI Joe movie, which is supposed to be the start of the cinematic universe for Hasbro? Do you think they want to risk not making money off of that? Excuse me for a sec. Well, like I said, that was just a wrong number from Pataluma. Petaluma, California. I don't know who that was. But like I said, do you think they want to risk uh, the fact that they're not going to make any money, depending on when they release Snake Eyes next year? Depending on when they release My Little Pony next year? You know, Dungeons and Dragons, if they decide to still release that next year? You think they want to lose money? No, they don't. They, they, like Disney through Marvel and Warner Brothers through DC, you know, they want to make money. They want to make that big box office money. They don't want to have to basically wait. Wait, you know, they basically don't, not wait, but they don't want to have to take a chance that if they release the theaters, then they're not going to get their money back. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to make their money back. Excuse me for a sec. I have to charge my uh, PS4 controller. The battery just told me it was getting low. But like I said, do you think Paramount's going to want to risk that? No. They're not going to want to risk that. They're going to be like, screw it. It's not worth the time. You know, same with Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers may be like, you know, hey, theaters are open. We're not making that much money back with Wonder Woman 84. We thought we were going to make a big budget, you know, big splash with this. But nobody's coming. I mean, you know, what's the point of having it in theaters still? You know, they may make the decision to basically remove it from theaters maybe a week or two after it's been out in theaters and say, we're not making, and realize, hey, we're not making the money we thought we'd make. And they may decide, you know, let's just put it on P, P, premium VOD. They may decide to do that just so they can make back the money they wouldn't make, or at least still continue making back the money they wouldn't make theatrically with premium VOD rentals. They may have no other choice. You know, that's, you know, if theaters on, if major cinema chains aren't fully open by that time, again, which they should be, let me repeat, they should be, but if they're not fully open by that time, a lot of these studios may, you know, have no other choice but to say, hey, if we're going to make some money on here, we might as well just go the route a lot of other studios have been going over the past, you know, in the past year, and that's premium VOD. Heck, they may even decide to do both. Just, you know, just as an insurance policy. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but hey, do you, let me ask you this. Put yourself in their shoes. Do you think they want to lose any income or any box office revenue or any kind of revenue off of these movies? Knowing that they're going to be, knowing that those, knowing that in theaters there'll be huge successes? Of course they don't. They want to make money. They want to make money just like everybody else. So, of course, they're going to want to make, so of course they're going to want to find some kind of way to make that revenue back. 
So in closing, again, it's VOD, video on demand, and PVOD, vi premium video on demand. The last resort for the big budget movies that most of the major cinema chains aren't fully open. I think they are. I think they are the last resort. And again, a lot of studios, I believe, are looking at that as well. You know, they're looking at that as well. Like, this is the last resort. Or if nothing's fully open. And if they are, it still may be a last resort if they don't make the money back that they're hoping they'll make with these movies. So don't be surprised. Not saying it will happen, but don't be surprised that if Wonder Woman 84, when it comes out, doesn't make the money back box office-wise that Warner was hoping, and Warner makes the announcement that they're going to put it on PVOD because that's another option they that's a, that that's a that that's basically going to be the next option to make the money back because nobody wants to go to theaters either because they either because they've become too comfortable and gotten into the habit of watching these new movies at home with the big 1080 the big 43 inch to 70 inch uh, 1080p to eight to 4k to 8k televisions you know with surround sound and all that don't be surprised do not be surprised do not put it past them not saying it's going to happen, but don't put it past any of those studios to make that kind of an announcement. Don't be. And uh, next up. So anyway, that's it for that one. Now on to number four. And that's just a train going by um, down the street. So let's go on to number four. Number four is the media telling the truth on the poll numbers and the number of virus cases. Okay, so this kind of ties in to what I talked about in the first topic. You know, you have the media, you have certain members of the media, or parts of the media that are showing poll numbers, and sometimes the poll numbers are different from what other media is saying, and sometimes the number of new cases and hospitalizations and all that with the virus cases are different from the others. So the question is, is the media telling the truth? Um, honestly, I don't think the media knows what the truth is anymore with a few exceptions. There are a few media outlets, you know, that are telling, that are trying to tell the truth. And there are some that, you know, and there are some members of other media outlets that are not known for telling the truth, that are trying to tell the truth. So as far as is the media trying to tell, tell the truth um, when it comes to all this, the poll numbers and the numbers, and the numbers of virus cases, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but right now the media is not making themselves look good. They're not. They're not making themselves look good whatsoever. Because when you have one media outlet saying one thing, and then you have the another media outlet saying the exact opposite, you know that makes you wonder who. That makes you question who's telling the truth. You know, some people may say Fox News is, is more truthful than CNN. Some people may say CNN is more truthful than Fox News. Some people may say ABC is more truthful than, you know, um, NBC. Some people may say CBS is more truthful. Um, than, than Fox News itself, Elf, if you will. 
you know, stuff like that. You know, people, you know, it's kind of interchangeable. You know, it's an it's kind of a interchangeable, kind of undecisive, you know, controversial uh, area to look at and ask of whether or not, of, and try to ask and figure out who's telling the truth. Because right now the media doesn't, the media, depending on whether or not you believe one is, to, one, you know, one news media is telling the truth over the other, is they're not making themselves look good. They're not. They are not making themselves look good um, in the eyes of a lot of people. And when they don't make themselves look good in the eyes of a lot of people, you know, you know, it makes people question who's telling the truth. You know, what media outlet should we believe? Now, a majority, now my family would say you, Fox News, the Fox News media, they're the ones to believe because they're more truthful. Some may say, and some may say the, the same thing about, you know, ABC News. You know, so again, we don't know who's really telling the truth, truth or anything. But I can say this. The, like I said, I can say this. The media is not making themselves look good. Because there, there used to be a time when all news media outlets used to agree on the same thing. They all used to kind of report the same things at times. But now it's almost like it's a competition of who's who's the better media, who's the best, if you will. That, that, that's what it is. It's a competition. It's like I said with Regal Theaters and AMC. You know, Regal Theaters is temporarily shutting down, and AMC is looking at this as an advantage, as an opportunity to take advantage of, you know, being the only major... Um, cinema along with Cinemark in town. So from a competition wise, AMC is like saying, "Hey, we're going to take that ball, take that ball you dropped, Regal, and we're going to run with it." And that's kind of similar to what's going on with the media because the media is basically very competitive with each other nowadays. You know, CNN's trying to prove they're better than Fox News by saying reporting this and saying this, while Fox News, in a sense, is saying, "Hey, we're the better outlet because we're telling the truth." and We'll talk, and we tell things about, and we tell you, we, you know, we're telling you the truth, and we talk about things like this and like that, and da 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 da. You know, it's a very competitive environment, and that's what make, and that has ruined the news media and the media as a whole because they're being competitive with each other, and it's not about competition; it's about giving the people the news, giving them the truth, and that's it. You know, it's not about trying to outdo one or the other. It's not. You know, it's not about trying to outdo one or the other. Because if it was about that, if it was about that, honestly, then one media outlet would be, you know, recognized, would be acknowledged from a rating standpoint and from a coverage standpoint as the top news source in media in the land. But they're not. It's a competitive environment. That's what it is. You know, it's a very competitive environment. It's like who who reports the better news? Who reports the most truthful news? So, yeah, you know, is the media telling the truth on the poll numbers and the number of virus cases? Again, it's hard to say because it to these news outlets, it's not about you know giving the right numbers and the right facts at times. It's basically about 
who can out news who, who can out news source who, who can out report who. That's what it's about. So, again, are they telling the truth? Hard to say because, again, it's just about competition when it comes to the, all the news media outlets, whether you believe one's telling the truth over the other. And that's all I could say on it. All right, number five. Should retail, okay, now onto our fifth topic, I should say. Should retail giants null and void their no hiring policy for f- employees fired over petty theft? Now, look, I'm not saying, now, first of all, I should say, okay, what I'm trying to say is, first of all, let me say this. I understand the policies, okay? I understand all the policies that are out there when it comes to being hired. One of them is you shall not steal from your own company. Whether it's a small item or a big item, you shouldn't steal. And you have to. And I do agree with the uh, policies that if you're caught, you have to face the consequences. But honestly, though, when it comes to petty theft, which something like, let's say, a can or a 12-ounce bottle of soda, you know, and even a sandwich here and there, you know, that's, yes, I admit, that's stealing. And I, as I've said before, I asked God for forgiveness every time I did it. I prayed to him and I said, God, please forgive me for what I'm about to do. I know it's wrong. Help my job to understand why I'm doing it. I would do that every time. I would. And honestly, you know, I knew it was petty on my, I knew it was petty on myself to do it. Uh, uh, not my, myself, but I knew it was, what's the word I'm looking for? I knew it was petty of me to do this, to do what I was doing, doing, but I did it anyway. And I knew it was wrong. And I knew eventually I could get talked to, which I did. And, you know, the end result is I lost my job. But the thing is, there's worse things in life than petty theft, okay? This worst kind of thefts almost every day at a retail giant, at a major retail store. And removing one of your employees or associates from the, you know, removing them from the roster, if you will, because of something petty, you know, that should be something that should be re-examined. Because there are people, even employees, associates themselves, that do worse almost every day. And sometimes they do it in a way that you don't know about until it's too late. And to me, I think a rule like this has to be reevaluated. That way, if a company reevaluates it and say, okay, look, we do have the money financially to make up for what was taken, but how do we kind of you know, punish this individual for what they did, you know, and a firing might be appropriate or maybe more than likely a suspension without pay. That way they're not totally fired, but for the time they're suspended, they kind of have an opportunity to think about what they did. And then when they come back, you know, you could put them on probation for at least maybe the rest of the month or for the rest of the year or for 90 days. And say, hey, you do this one more time and you will be gone. You will be fired. So I think retail giants out there, retail store giants, should 
null and void the non-hiring policy, you know, for employees and associates over petty, over, um, uh, for the employees that got fired over petty theft. I think they should re-examine that and be like, you know what? We're not going to fire that person, but we will suspend them because it makes more sense. In my opinion, it makes more sense because look, I understand. Again, I understand that they have the right to put that, to put that part of the policy, you know, to put that part into the policies. I understand that. I, I get that. I respect that. And if they feel that's the only way to kind of get the message across that this won't, this kind of behavior or thievery or whatever is, you know, despite how small or petty it is, won't be tolerated, then that's fine. But in my opinion, I think a lot of retail companies, big or small, should reevaluate that policy and be like, you know what? That person only took a soda, that per- or only took a bottle of soda, a bottle of water, whatever. You know, it's no big deal. They'll, you know, oh, they took a sandwich, you know, and all that. That's no big deal, you know, compared to something like, taking a big old 30-inch or 40-inch 4K television or whatever out without paying it or paying for it. You know, when you compare the two, you got you to gotta start thinking to yourself, okay, what's more of a major theft effort, uh, between the two? And what's more accountable for firing, if you will, over the two? Again, it's just my opinion, guys, but just my opinion, but I believe, in my opinion, that the retail giants out there, the various retail giants out there, should null and void the non-hiring policy for employees fired over petty theft and kind of reevaluate it and kind of maybe rework it to, to the point that even if it is petty theft and it's been done a couple of times, that it should warrant more of a suspension without pay, maybe for a couple of weeks, a month, whatever, so that, you know, while that person is suspended and not getting that paycheck coming in for at least that, you know, couple of weeks or that month, they could start learning and re- they could start, they could sit at home and realize, oh, okay, I get it. I, I get, I get what's going on here. And, you know, I, they could start understanding the severity of what they did and realize, oh, I see what's going and realize without getting paid, maybe what the store is kind of going through, even despite the fact that what they stole may not be you know, as costly to a retail giant store as, let's say, as I mentioned before, as, let's say, a 40-inch or 43-inch 4K television. You know what I'm saying? So I think, honestly, retail giants should null and void the non-hiring policy for employees fired over petty theft and re-examine it and rework it to make it more of a, you know, suspension that might go for a week, a couple weeks, maybe a month, and then... If any, and then if the employee or associate keeps doing it after they come back from the suspension, then you have a reason to fire them. Then you have a reason to let them go. So that's just my opinion, guys. I think, honestly, retail stores should null and void uh, the no hiring policy for employees fired over petty theft. We work it to the point that instead of firing, they're suspended for maybe up to a month without pay. And then if they and then after and that if. They keep doing it, the same thing after they come back from suspension. Then that's an ex- then then basically the store will have a legitimate reason to to fire them and let them go. So that's just my opinion on that. It's just my opinion on that. 
I don't know if I think guy's going to take a break from what. Okay, guys, I just had to cover my, I just had to get up because the light's kind of hurting my eyes a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, so the sixth and final topic here. Make sure I didn't skip any. Okay, I didn't. So our sixth and final topic. The sixth and final topic. Why do people collect movies, comics, toy figures, etc.? If they don't have time to watch, read, or even display them? And this is a very good question because, you know, not only does it appeal to me, but it also appeals, but it's also a question that could appeal uh, to people like Zara Nizarak, Sean McLean, Patrick Butler, um, it's Frank, Frank Hill, um, Anna Matt, Matt Brunet, or Brunet, Matt Brunet, et, if you're sorry if I pronounced the name wrong, um, to uh, Channel Awesome, to Cinemassacre, to to Pat the NES Punk, you know, Black Nerd Comedy, Andre Meadows, the list goes on. You know, this is a good question that appeals to all of us and relates to all of us because I'm sure a lot of us have been asked this question. Why do we collect movies, comics, toy figures, etc., if we don't have time to watch, read, or even display them? And I think the reason, and I think, in my opinion, my, my honest answer and opinion, I think the reason we do that is because of the fact that we, as collectors, that grew up at a certain time, like let's say the 80s, Eight, like let's say the 80s or even the 90s or even the 70s, you know, we look at the fact that we may not, when it comes to movies or even television shows, like let's say on, on Blu-ray or DVD or even 4K Ultra Blu-ray, we realize we may not get another chance at, at owning any of these things. We realize that. We realize that, for example, I look at, uh, let me see, and uh, visually, and uh, if you listen to this on the BW Roses Discussion Audio Podcast, I'm going to be showing them something as an example. It's kind of like this. This is the. Um, this was originally the San Diego Comic Con Hasbro P- Pulse um, Twilight Through the Years. Um, if you will, to celebrate the 35th anniversary of uh, My Little Pony. Yeah, 35. Or 35, 36 years. Anyway, this is the Twilight Through the Years um, collectible, the figure. And basically, the reason someone like me or anybody else would buy this thing and even you know, buy it or pre-order it or order it when it first came out or when we went to San Diego Comic-Con, bought it there, is because we know we may not see, we may not get another opportunity of something like this ever again. We know that. 
we may not get an opportunity to own something like this, you know, ever again um, in our lifetime. We realize that, you know, which is why uh, a lot of us, you know, buy this kind of stuff. And when it comes to, well, wait a minute, you know, why would you buy it if you can't, if you haven't had a chance to maybe display it or anything like that in the package or out of the package? And mainly the reason some of us may not have that opportunity is real simple. The reason some of us may not have that opportunity is due to the fact that we may have other life thing, other things in life come up. Like for me at a time for six years, six and a half years, it was work. And there was also family activities as well. The same could be said for Patrick Butler. Same could be said for Frank Hill. Same could be said for Zara Nizarek, Sean McLean. Same could be said for Animat. Same could be said for Cinemasca, Channel Awesome. You know, Andre Meadows, you know, Rob the Wonderful, Bob's show, Rob Thomas, you know, you know, and the list goes on of basically the fact that, you know, we may collect things like movies and like I just showed you, like collectible uh, figures like the Twilight Through the Years MLP figure. But the reason we don't have a chance to maybe display them or, you know, talk about them, do reviews on YouTube or anything about them. It's because other things get in the way, like work and life, you know, family, stuff like that. That's the stuff that kind of has to take main center priority at times, if not most times. That's why we don't always have time time to, let's say, you know, watch a movie. Like, I've got a bunch of movies. I've got a bunch of movies, as you have seen already in my recent DVD Blu-ray collection update videos that I put up, even the latest one today. Me and my family have a bunch, me and my mom have a bunch of movies that, you know, basically, you know, we haven't had a chance to go through them all because life is our main, life takes center stage. You know, life and family take center stage. Work, life, and family take center stage. You know, it's like with Zara Nizarak, you know, Sean McLean. You know, people could send them a bunch of packages with stuff you know, that either he has or doesn't have, or it's kind of hinted that, you know, he wish he has had the finances to get and stuff, but he can't, you know, you know, the reason he hasn't had a chance to watch all the movies that he has or read all the comics, all the comic books that he has, all the regular novel books or whatever that he has is because he has life because life takes main center stage for him. He, you know, spending time with his 12-year-old daughter, you know, is going to take his, take priority with him, you know, because he knows that time is fleeting. He knows time is fleeting with her because next year she's going to be 13 years old. You know, she's going to be basically, well, she's basically around the same age as my nephew, my second to, my second to youngest nephew. You know, she's going to be in her teens. And whether it's true or not, when girls get into the teen years, they start focusing on other things. They want to do other stuff. They want to spend time more. They want to spend more time time hanging out with their friends at malls or at, you know, shopping, you know, at malls or wherever. You know, so he realizes time is fleeting 
And that's why part life and family and spending life and family take main priority over him when it over, you know, over him, then, you know, have, then, you know, let's say, you know, having time to go and read a comic, read a comic book collection he recently got, or watch a variety of movies in one sitting, you know, it's basically life takes main precedent over him. And that's the truth. You know, Everybody always says, well, James Rolfe, he has a lot of NES games and all these other games. Why doesn't he play them all and maybe choose the, the worst ones to do reviews on and get the AVGN episodes out as quickly as possible? It's because he's a father now. And life as a father and a family man takes main priority. You know, the, the same thing with Chris Bowers. Chris Bowers has other activities outside of game collecting and stuff, like looking into the supernatural and the paranormal. But, you know, if you ask why, why is he collecting movies and comics and toys, figures and et cetera, and games and all that, if he doesn't have time to watch, you know, watch them, read them, or even play them, it's because life, it's because his other job, his other love, his other activity that he likes to do uh, sometimes takes main precedent over that as well as life, it life itself takes main precedent over that. So basically in the long run, it's life. That's what it is. You know, same thing with Andre Meadows. Everybody always wonders the same thing about him. You know, why doesn't he do more videos or why does he collect these movies and, you know, you know, do these Black Friday hauls and all that and spend the movies on these and spend money on these movies and these collectible figures and da 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 and not have a chance to, you know, watch them or display them or play them or whatever. It's because life takes main center stage. That's the thing. Life takes main center stage. But on top of all that, on top of all that, you know, there's one thing that everybody has said that is a, that besides saying that life takes main precedent over what they do over the collecting there is one thing that a lot of them say that is it may sound like an excuse but it's an actual but it's a very good excuse and a very good reasoning and a very good answer and that is once they collect something you know purchase it and collect it or make it part of the collection it's theirs forever. So they have an infinite, unlimited amount of time. Uh, that all depends on whether or not the rapture happens at any time. Uh, but anyway, but, you know, besides that, uh, putting that aside, because again, it could happen at any time. But besides that, they realize that until that day happens, they have an unlimited amount of time to shuffle through the movies Movies when they when and where they want to, then talk about them when they when and where they want to. They have enough time to read the comics and stuff that they've collected, collected and review them at any time. You know they know they realize they realize they have time to play the games when they want to play them because they have them forever. And you know same thing with the toy figures. They realize hey. We may have not had time to, to, you know, display them right off the bat and talk about them right off the bat, but we 
have them forever. They're ours forever. We can display and talk about them at any time. We can do reviews on them anytime. And that's about it. You know, that's about it. You know, some people may may not agree with that, but that's the truth. You know, that's the that excuse for saying, hey, we have it forever. So we can choose when and where we decide to talk about it and watch it. You know, it is a legitimately good excuse and reasoning as to why, you know, they don't, as to why when they collect, they don't automatically talk about something or they don't automatically watch something or read something because they're taking their time on it. Heck, I have to still do a review on on the uh, Friendship is Magic issue two and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, um, not not My Little Pony Friendship is Magic issue two, but My Little Pony Transformers Friendship in Disguise and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic season 10, I still have I still have to read and do a review on those. And I've had those for about two, three weeks now. But am I in any but am I in any hurry? No. The reason I'm not in any hurry is because I have them forever. They're mine. I can do it at any time. I can do it at any time. And that's why, you know, and that's why people collect movies you know that's why people collect movies comics and toy figures and etc um you know in the long run even if they don't have time to watch read or even display them they collect them because they know that they have them forever they have them for that unlimited amount of time and that they can choose when and where they want to watch read and even display them so so yeah, basically that's why people collect because they realize that even though the collections may get big, they still have plenty of time. There's no there's no time limit. There's no 40 there's no 948 to 96 hour time limit. You know, there's no you know mid there's no midnight striking in the glass slipper falling off kind of deal. So you know, that's why you know people you know, so that's why people collect because, you know, that's why people collect, you know, movies and comics and toy figures, etc. Because they know in today's world, in today's you know, day and age, that they can choose when and where they review, watch them, read them, um, play them and display them. And then eventually maybe talk about them down the line. So that's really... That's really about it. Yeah, I know about that, David Hinkle. He was telling me about Josie and the Pussyheads coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, I know that. But like I said, you know, and even David Hinkle here that just showed up in the live chat, he he's along the same lines of a of those that I just mentioned. You know, he collects movies, comics, toy figures, etc. But he, even he doesn't have the time to watch all the movies he has or read all the comics he has or display his collectibles when he, where he wants or when he wants because life takes precedent. So, so yeah, that's basically in the long run, guys, why people collect movies, comics, and toy figures, etc., in my opinion. Because they realize that when they purchase them and they collect them, they have them for, for the unlimited amount of time, no restraints, no nothing, and they can watch, read, and display them at any time they want. You know, there's no, 
you know, at any time they want. There's no time limit or anything. And by doing so, they can also review them if they choose, like, if they have a, and they basically they can also choose to review them should they decide to go that route as, as well, even after they watch, read, or display them, or even play them as well. So, yeah, that's why people basically, ladies and gentlemen, you know, collect movies, are, you know, have that collective taste of collecting movies, comics, toy figures, etc. Because they realize, hey, we may buy and collect them now, now, but we won't have time to watch, watch them right away as soon as we buy them. But we can, but we don't have to worry because we can watch them at any time, or we can read them at any time, or we can display them at any time, or we can play the games at any time because we have it forever. It's ours, kind of deal. So that's why people do the collecting, um, of, like I said, of, old, of said media if you know what I mean, of the movies, comics, toy figures, etc. So anyway, though, guys, that's, um, that's about it. That's our sixth and final topic. And that's about going to do it for today's topics on my mind for um, October 8th, 2020. Sorry if I rambled a bit throughout or felt like I was going all over the place. Ace, um, uh, basically, you know, the brightness of my computer kind of is uh, distracting me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for watching and listening later on, because this will be on the BW Roses discussion podcast, which you can listen to at various pod- podcast locations like anchor.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Player.fm, Overcast, Stitcher, and Breaker you can find B.W. Rose's discussions there. So anyway, though, guys, thank you all for listening and watching. Really appreciate it. Comment down below and go to the About section here on my YouTube page. Scroll down and click on the various links down there, including the one to my Patreon. It only is $1 a day to contribute and help me out doing this uh, situation that I'm currently going through. And that's about it, guys. So until next time, God bless. Take care. Thank you all for watching and listening. And stay safe. And I am out.